Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports, and I'm joined here by Caden again. We're doing a lot of these episodes while we have the free time, so we appreciate everyone for supporting this show and uh, tuning in and showing us the love and giving us your time. But uh, this episode is going to be our USFL Power Rankings 10.0. Week 9 just concluded in the second USFL season. A very, very interesting Week 9. There's still so many implications. Uh, the Northern Division is completely fucked. Like, it is, it is utterly fucked. Like, yeah, I fucked. I, <laughs> I, don't know what else to say about that, but the South is also equally as fucked because it's one, it's weird. One division is lackluster, but every team is still in contention, and then the Southern division is just so good that they all deserve to be in the playoffs, but only two from that division can be in there. Um it, this was an interesting week. I'm going to go over the scores real quick. The first game of Week 9 was the Michigan Panthers versus the Pittsburgh Maulers. A very, very fun game for me. I'm a big Maulers guy. I've been a big Troy Williams guy. He had a poised game. Um, without Bailey Gaither, Trey Walker showed up. Isaiah Henney was there doing his thing. Madre London had a really good forced fumble on special teams and a couple really good runs. He is the only running back um, in, in the USFL to have at least 100 touches in each of his seasons and not have a touchdown. Wow. Not, he's not the only one with 100 touches. He has at least 100 touches and not a touchdown. Wow. He got it today. He got it this past weekend. Shout out to him. Shout out to Troy Williams. Uh, the Panthers look fucking terrible. Josh Love needs to just, I, I don't know. He's so inconsistent. Don't get me wrong. The Pittsburgh Maulers have the best defense in the league, and whoever they play, if they make it into the Northern Division semifinal playoff game, that other team should be fucking terrified. Like, yeah. they're Ruben Foster, Keaba Tazino, the best linebacking core in the league, and then you got to shout out Tornadin and uh, Mark Gilbert, who's also tied for leading in interceptions. They had four interceptions this game on Josh Love. I, I don't know what else you need to, to understand that this this Mahler's defense is real. Yeah. They were one and nine in season one. They're now three and six. They look a lot better. I know it's three and six. I know it's nothing crazy, but um, they, they have showed improvement with this new coaching staff. Um, they again they've been in most of the games. They've mm. been in most of them. Against Philly both times they were in the, those games. They were. Um, just couldn't pull out. Yeah. That, that's just the sad thing about the team on offense is that they stutter and can't score in the second half. Um, the second game of Week 9 was the New Orleans Breakers versus the Memphis Showboats. Um, the New Orleans Breakers shat on them, 31-3. to McLeod Bethel-Thompson had 88 passing yards, and they still won. It's insane to have an, uh, a quarterback who has 88 passing yards, except the team has 31 points. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a game where the quarterback has below 100 passing yards, and the team has scored more than 10 points. Yeah. I mean, just, just think about it. Crazy. They're 57, um, 57 points away from his yard total. <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah, the Memphis Showboats stuttered terribly. There was a rain delay in this game, which I think played an effect. The Orleans Breakers came out and just balled. Um, their defense showed up and just shut down the Showboats' offense. Who Like, they play gritty games. They're not a fully sound offense. But, you know, they, I was expecting at least a tighter game here, but they just, you know, kind of got buried. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, you know, they have a lot they have to have go right for them to make the playoffs next week. The third game of Week 9 was the Birmingham Stallions against the Houston Gamblers. The Birmingham Stallions, Molly Wapham, 38-15. It was a close game. 
in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and then Alex Magoo just pulled away. I mean, he yeah. had three total touchdowns. Marable had a really good game. C.J. Marable, the running back. Um, the Houston Gamblers need to, if they want to make the playoffs, they yeah. need to start Terry Wilson. And you really did see the explosion of the Stallions in that second half. Yeah. It was, you know, that whole first half, the Gamblers were pretty sure were winning. It was like 6-3, to 6-0. to zero. Yeah, and it was like 9-3, to three, then 12-6. to yeah. six. And Honestly, just weird score lines throughout most of the game. And then you see, you know, end of the third quarter comes around, start of the fourth quarter comes around. Alex Magoo realizes that he's playing football, and uh, he says, I want to be the MVP, and scores 38 points. So Yeah, and he is the MVP yeah. um, at this point. They shut down Mark Thompson, the running back, on the other side. Mm-hmm. He had 57 yards, not bad, but not good, not MVP worthy. He didn't have a touchdown. Uh, offensively in this game, the Houston Gamblers didn't. I would just like to talk about Kenji Bahar, the quarterback for the Houston Gamblers. They got to start Terry Wilson or Montel Cozart. He Montel Cozart came in at the end of the game and looked solid, looked a little poised. They, sh- you know, probably should have put him in at the end of the the first half. But he didn't really do anything. No, I mean, he had good completions and he was yeah. running the the offense in good tempo. And I, I'm like, you know what? Why can't we have that? You know, he's very mm-hmm. agile. Yeah. And he has a stronger arm and a better throwing motion, in my opinion, because Kenji Bahar had six balls batted down two weeks ago. Yeah. He has a weird sidearm, and it's just not working. And the gamblers need a guy who doesn't make mistakes. I agree. That's and all they need. I think, you know, if the XFL even does kick off next year, that's where Kenji should go. Mm-hmm. I don't, because this league is way more competitive, or at least it's trying to be. And when you have a guy like him or Josh Love just throwing picks, yeah. pick, 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 you know, it. We, we see the difference in play overall from season one to season two, but there's still some of those, you know, quarterbacks or um, just some of those players that, you know, probably shouldn't even be in the USFL, mm-hmm. but, you know, I hope that Kenji, you know, kind of, you know, if he does come back next year, and I hope he does, I hope anyone that plays in the USFL comes back or gets moved up to the NFL. But I would like to see him hone in on his passing ability, work on his yeah. throwing mechanics. But he they just look rough. They've looked can, rough the past yeah. three weeks. If he can really focus on not giving away the ball, we're potentially looking at, you know, a top three, top five quarterback in the league. Like, he's not bad. When he they really isn't. When they when he doesn't turn the ball over at all, they're stellar. They they win. They're literally undefeated. When he doesn't have a fumble or a pick. They're they stellar. Won. Yeah. They need him to go back to that because they looked so good. They looked so good two weeks ago, like three weeks ago. They were like in number two, number three in everyone's power rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final game of week nine was the Philadelphia Stars versus the New Jersey Generals. And this is potentially, you know, another one of those games where it's like, damn, this might have been game of the year. Yeah. It really might have been because Case mm-hmm. Cook is, they were down. They were down. Yeah. 37 to 16, bro. Uh-oh. They were down 37 to I 16. Turn it off. And you know what Case Cook, does? Case Cook is fucking does? He cooks. He does. Three total touchdowns, over 332 passing yards, mm-hmm. 19 of 32. Good. I mean, what else do you need from the guy? They need to fucking make a stop. And they just didn't. Yeah, that was um, like 60 rushing yards, something like that. Yeah, he was running the ball. He, he was, crazy. You know, if they won the game, definitely Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah. Um, he probably still should have been. Honestly, I, I still think he should have been. Just because no one remotely put up the cl- numbers close to him. I agree. Besides maybe Alex Magoo, but he didn't even no, win it. No, but he had almost a uh, hundred yards less than Case Cookies. Yeah, which is like, come on. Now. But it's good it's to not... see Case kind of coming into exactly, his own. Exactly. They need to win. They do. 
if they, do they don't, so no playoffs. Week ten is going to be all divisional games. So with the North, if you don't win, you're out. So whoever wins these two Northern divisional games in week ten are in the playoffs. So if the Stars win against the Maulers, oh, is it against the Maulers or against the Panthers? I got. We'll check the schedule and we'll do our predictions for sure. Um. But no, that game was legendary. Case Cook has went off. Darius Victor was a legend. Had two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. Um, DeAndre Johnson was back and in full efficient swing. 15-20 over 200 passing yards. He, he just looked really good. Um, moving into the playoff implications for Week 10. The North. The Stars winning in. Winning in. The Maulers winning in. The Panthers winning in. Gen- the Generals win and in. With the South. The Stallions have already clinched the playoff spot. The number one seed. The Breakers, if they win, they're in. The Gamblers, if they win and the Showboats lose, they're in. If the Showboats win and um, the Breakers lose, they're in. So the Showboats really need the Breakers to lose. Um, I just don't know. The Breakers really emerged last week, um, this past weekend. So we'll see about that. Um, Damn, so I have the um, the the uh, schedule right in front of me. And something just hit me right. As soon as I looked at it, no matter what, four and sixteen is making it into the playoffs. Yeah, which sucks. It sucks, but it also don't get me wrong. Like if there was a better option, like that other team would get in. The reason why there was such an uproar with the XFL and the four and sixteen getting in was the fact that um, there was a seven and three team. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, I guess. But I just I think that. Whatever northern team goes to the championship is losing. Mm-hmm. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, so the Maulers will be playing the Generals. That's going to be... Yeah, there's yeah. going to be hearts on that field being mm-hmm. thrown out there. That, that's going to be a great game. Two gritty teams. Um, and then the Stars are playing the Panthers. That's also going to be one hell of a game. Yeah. Again, these games determine which two teams, the victors, go to the playoff. Yeah, I do see... You know, the the general's taking care of business, and I see the stars taking care of business, and it's just going to be a rematch of last year, mm. in my opinion. I see that. And I we see, see that. every single time that the stars and the and the generals play each other, there's bad blood. It's a good game. It is it's a good, good game. game every time. Because even, of that playoff game. Exactly. Even uh, even last, even, you know, we're talking, about, we're talking about right now, you know, week nine. What are they, like 30, um, 33 30, to 37? Yeah. Like, come on now. That's, come on, that's a good game every time. I'm going to say this. The stars... Have put out game of the years. Yeah, I against the Maulers earlier this year, where it was thirty-eight to like thirty-three, and then now this one, mm. they're explosive and fun. Corey Coleman with that catch, though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was. I mean, that might get you a training camp tryout right there. Yeah. Was that catch? Because he still has it, and everyone on Twitter, because USFL was trending last night, and I was, oh, I love to see it. It was number one on trending. It was number one, and I fucked with that, but. Corey Coleman, I noticed this. Everyone was like, yeah, he's too good for this league. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's had some drops and, and some miscues, but everyone has those. I just think his upside and the physicality and his just IQ of the game is just so crucial, and you can't mm-hmm. teach that. I mean, he's a first-round draft pick, and you see the same with Reuben Foster. Yeah. Reuben Foster is a fr- former first-round draft pick, and you see him going in there and making a play. Reuben Foster, was he was stellar. He didn't have the best stat sheet this past weekend. I think he had four or five tackles. A pass deflection and I think a tackle for loss, but one thing about him is that he caused two of those picks. 
Because yeah. he would dro- he would drop deep in coverage and make the quarterback layer the ball even more than he wanted to. Josh Love fell for that every fucking time. Mm. Four interceptions, three of them in the first half. Crazy. Why he wasn't pulled and just, you know, at that point, throw EJ Perry in, mm. you know? Throw Brian Lewerke in. Let me see what they got. They're younger. They, you know, they might have a bigger arm and a better decision-making process. You know, Reggie Corbin being out definitely hurt. Mm. But, um... You know they got to develop some kind of rush attack if they even want to win this this game against the Stars, which I don't think they will. I think it's going to be a tight game. Every Northern Division game this upcoming weekend and Week Ten will be tight. It will be a one-score game. Pause, but then resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Pause. tight. Um, I guess moving on to the Player of the Weeks for Week Nine, Special Teams Player of the Week, number eighteen. Kick returner slash wide receiver for the New Jersey Generals, Cam Echoes Looper had a fucking great 85-yard yeah. touchdown Dude. on a kickoff return. He, he's been a consistent piece of, for their team since last year. Um, glad to see him get the nod. And it was the opening kickoff. It so was. It made it all better. Kind it's, of just set the pace for the game. It set the tempo. You're absolutely right. And then the offensive player of the week, number 27, running back for the New Jersey Generals, Darius Thick Thighs Victor. Bullshit. He Caden does not agree with this, but I can see why he got it because of the three total touchdowns, including yeah. that passing touchdown, and he won them that game. DeAndre Johnson did not have a passing touchdown, even though he was very efficient. But in total, Case Cook is probably should have won. But the reason why I think Darius Victor won is because he actually tweeted out. He was like, "Hey, I never got one of these before. Vote for me." And everyone was like, "Fuck yeah, I got yeah. you." But he did have a good game. Yeah. He had a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving forward to defensive player of the week, number fifty-nine, linebacker for the Birmingham Stallions. Quinton Poling, that's, this is his second of the year. Um, he, he had a great game, I think 11 tackles, uh, two tackles for loss, and a, pl- a pass deflection. He's been really stellar for them, and just an exciting linebacker to watch, especially since Scooby's been out. Um, but luckily, they're going to be getting him for playoffs, and J.M.R. Smith said he's ready too. So, you know, maybe there might be some double quarterback action. Mm-hmm. Maybe they let J.M.R. play Week 10 since they already clinched. Yeah. Or maybe they let Jalen Morton get a snap in or two or Kyle Slaughter. I would you know, I would like to see J.M.R. Smith get get that rep in just because, you know. It's J.M.R. Smith. Exactly. You know he's better than Kyle Slaughter. You know he's better than Morton. You just you just need to know that, you know, can he get the reps now just because of that injury? Yeah. You know, broke was his pinky. Uh, well, it was his thumb on um, his throwing hand. Yeah, thumb on his throwing hand. So you, you got to see what he's got. And you know how much that injury has affected him, and you, it's why not see it now? Yeah. Then you know, in a game that doesn't matter, than any other game of the year. It matters for sure. I mean, they don't want to lose. They'd like to go no, eight and two. They clinched. So um, they lose it doesn't. Really but knowing Skip Holtz, they'll probably let Alex Magoo play just to solidify this MVP season. Uh, I, I'd like to see him reach twenty touchdown passes. Um, yeah. He is the team's leading rusher. He's definitely the MVP of the league this year. Um, and I'd like to see him get a tryout, maybe get signed. I think he's better than Ben DiNucci. I, I'd like yeah, to see him. I, I'd like to see him get signed to a team for a nice contract, <laughs> or if he decides maybe to be the first USFL long-term contract holder, that'd be fucking awesome. Honestly, from what I've seen him put out, I I would go as far I would go as far to say he is right now he is the best spring league quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Out of the XFL and USFL, he's the best. I think so as well. But my power rankings post week nine, starting at eight, I'm gonna go at number eight, the Michigan Panthers, at number seven, the Pittsburgh Maulers, at number six, the New Jersey Generals, at number five, the Philadelphia Stars, at number four, 
Actually, you know what? At number five, I'll keep the Houston Gamblers there. And at number four, I'll put the uh, Philadelphia Stars. Um, even though they just got beat by the Generals, I still think they're a better team. Um, they have a better quarterback. And in a one-and-done situation, I feel like they can they can win. Um, and then at number four, obviously, the Philadelphia Stars, like I said. At number three, I'm going to put the... I'll put... The Memphis Showboats, I think the rain delay fucked them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can't really just blame it all on rain delay. They got beat fucking 31 yeah. 33. So, I'm going to make a little correction here. I'm going to put them at 5, the Gamblers at 4, the Stars at 3, the Breakers at 2, and the Birmingham Stallions are the clear-cut number 1. So, again, I'll just go over it again. Number 8, the Panthers. Number 7, the Maulers, number six, the Generals, number five, the Showboats, number four, the Stars, number three, the Gamblers, no, no, number three is the Stars, number four is the Gamblers, and number two is the Breakers, and number one is the Stallions. How about yourself, Kate? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you with those last two. I'm going to go um, Panthers at eight, uh, Maulers at, at seven, mm. and then moving a little bit down, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, actually, there's going to be a little bit of a surprise here. I'm, I'm going to go with the, uh, with the, with the showboats here at, at, uh, at six. You know, just because of that 31 to three loss, honestly, they got fucking humiliated. Yeah. They got humiliated. So number five, I'm going to go in, you know, I'm going to say the New Jersey Generals. I think that's just a fitting spot for them. They won. I don't think they've shown, you know, even though they did beat the Stars, the Stars were on a comeback, they're leading a comeback. And I do feel if we played them again, we would win. Yeah. And which is why I want all the smoke in the playoffs. I want all of it. But uh, going on to number four, Philadelphia Stars at number four. Just because yeah, even though the Gamblers lost, you know, so did the Stars. And even though the Gamblers scored less uh, points than the Stars, they were playing the Birmingham Stallions. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. And they, they kind of made up for it. So uh, I'm going to go Gamblers at three. And then uh, Breakers at two. And Stallions at one. Okay, I like that, and I agree with it. Um, would you mind pulling up the schedule so we can give out our predictions, and make sure you guys tune in later this week, probably tomorrow-ish, for our USFL and Chill episode, where we talk about the roster updates and news about the league, as well as Brandon's going to come on and give us his bet selection for Week 10. Um, make sure you check out our Instagram and Twitter, at T-Time Reports, for our bet template, so you guys can maybe uh, follow Brandon. He's been doing really well in the USFL this year, so and he started late. So and he's yeah, got a winning record, so um, just something to look out for if you want to make some money. Definitely tune into those uh, platforms for us and maybe give us a follow. But uh, Caden, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, game one, week 10, at uh, 1 p.m. on USA. It's going to be Pittsburgh Maulers versus the New Jersey Generals. You know, very, the most crucial game of the season Third for seasons. both of these teams. Yeah. Who do you think? Who do you got? Um, fuck. Yeah. This is a tough <laughs> game, bro. Um, I'm taking, just based on what they've shown, both of these teams have shown the past couple weeks, um, they're able to score, I would bet the over, if it's like 39 and a half, but if it's like above 40, then I would bet under, but I'm gonna take the Maulers, I'm a ride or die Troy Williams guy, I think the Generals have a better quarterback in DeAndre Johnson, and a better rush attack with Darius Victor and Trey Williams, who also had a touchdown last week, last night, uh, yeah, last night, excuse me. Uh, shout out to him. But I'm going to take the Maulers 28-24. Um, to 24, And I think Troy Williams is going to lead this team and this club to their first playoff appearance. 
Um, I think they actually made the playoffs in the 80s, but I'm not sure. I know they were not good in the 80s as well. Yeah. So I, I'd like to see them make a playoff appearance, and dude, if they fucking win, I mean, I, I can see that defense putting up a challenge in yeah. the championship game, but Definitely. I'm going to take the Maulers here 28-24. to 24. And this is really a battle of the defenses, you're really thinking about it. It really is. So I, I am going to say bet under, just because of you know, two, you know, two best defenses in the league showing down. It's definitely going to be, in my opinion, a low-scoring game, even though both of these teams are coming off of a high-scoring week, except for the... Uh, the Maulers, but that's high for the Maulers. Yeah, 19, 19 points, points is good for I'm them. I'm giving them that. You know, 37 points to the Generals is good. That's great. So uh, That's great for an NFL team. I got I got, I got New Jersey Generals, uh, 21-14, to 14, moving on to the playoffs, and then we'll talk more about the star team, who they're going to face. But uh, Game 2, Week 10. 4 p.m. on Fox. It's going to be Birmingham Stallions versus Memphis Showboats. I really was riding on the Showboats five-game win streak. And Cole Kelly, I love him. I think in year two, when he comes back next year, because he'll return. He has to. Um, I think they'll be a lot better, more of a full-sound team. Maybe even a championship contention, because their defense is good. Mm -hmm. Their defense is really good. And they have playmakers on the offensive side with Derek Dillon, J.J. uh, Wilson, um, Vinny Papali, shout-out to him. But Jalen Washington. I'm taking the Birmingham Stallions, uh, probably 28 to 20. Mm. Um, it's going to be an exciting game, but I think Alex Magoo or whoever they have in, I think Skip Holtz is just going to outcoach Todd Haley. Yeah. Um, and you know, spoil their playoff hopes. So I'm going to take Birmingham. I would bet over in this one because both teams are able to score. Showboats have had two games this year where they scored three points or less. So. You know, maybe they don't, but I mm-hmm. think after this embarrassing loss that they're going to come out swinging. They're not going to go down without, you know, throwing some big, big bombs from uh, Cole Kelly and Jawan Washington and uh, Kareth White are going to run the ball effectively because the Birmingham Stallions' rush defense is not the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm betting over in this one 28-20 to 20 or 28-17. to uh, maybe 17. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to agree with you on the fact that Birmingham Stallions take down the W. And they do, you know, swiftly defeat the the Memphis Showboats, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and just completely end their season. I don't think that um, the Showboats score more than fourteen points. I think mm-hmm. it'll be uh, thirteen to I'm gonna go twenty twenty eight, just because I don't think they're gonna be able to score those two touchdowns. I think they'll they'll be able to put up that one touchdown, just be recipe field goals. Yeah, and uh, you know. Memphis Showboats. I mean, I mean, um, they did well. They got five yeah. wins on the year, but I just don't see them going any further. Mm-hmm. You know, but the Stallions going to do what they've been doing all season, and they're just yeah, it's just going to put. They've out. lost three games in two seasons. Exactly. So I mean, lose yeah. So we got a uh, next next game we got is game one of Sunday games, and that is uh, four p.m. on FS1 New uh, New Orleans Breakers versus Houston Gamblers. I'm going to take a little bit of an upset here. Um, I'm hoping Kenji is not starting when I'm giving this prediction. Um, I'm going to take the Houston Gamblers over the New Orleans Breakers. I think they're going to spoil their playoff hopes, and they're going to sneak in. Um, I think Mark Thompson is going to have a game, and I think they need to start Montel Cozart or Terry Wilson, at quarterback. But they have so many playmakers with with Justin Hall, T.O. Redding, Kiki Chisholm, Isaiah Zuber. Um, they have good running backs with Champlin and um, Pledger. I mean, they need to. They I need like to fucking execute. Yeah. They need to score over twenty five points to win this game, and I think they will. 
Um, again, this is all based on the fact if Kenji is not starting. Yeah. Um, I think that the Houston Gamblers, if Kenji isn't starting, will win 31-24 to against the New Orleans Breakers. But if Kenji is starting, the New Orleans Breakers are going to win 24-14. to Okay. I'm going to disagree bet, with you. Bet over. I'm going to disagree with you here and go with the New Orleans Breakers over the Houston Gamblers here just because, you know, They've been fighting this entire season, season, you know, a whole season long, just to prove that they're the bona fide number one in the league. And when it comes down to the wire like this, I don't see them squandering this attempt. Mm. You know, they're not Cal Jens. I like, win. I like John DeLaFabio De as a coach. Yeah. He brings that professionalism as well. And you got McCoy Bethel Thompson, that quarterback. You, you really wouldn't want anybody else to do it, you know, except for Alex Magoo. But uh, nice, smart quarterback, nice general there. And he's just going to outclass the Houston Houston Gamblers here. I, I really think it'll be pretty easy for them as well. And mm. uh, I'm going to go with uh, you know, another high-scoring game for the Gamblers. Uh, I mean, I mean for the for the Breakers. I think it'll be around 27 to 14. Okay. Just I, I don't see the Gamblers getting much traction, especially if Kenji starts. And even with Kenji out, I don't see them getting much traction. I will say if Terry Wilson's in, we saw him do it in his only start of the season. You know, he's able to air it out. He's very effective running. Yeah. If they do, you know, decide to say fuck it, this we got to get into the playoffs. So let's pull out our, you know, our best hands. Exactly. Yeah. And they do like some kind of two quarterback setup. Or they gamble. The gamblers they, they gamble. Fucking gamble it here and yeah. start Terry goddamn Wilson, and he comes in and throws three hundred and fucking passing yards. And he has two touchdowns. Okay. And that's what I, you know, if he's starting, and if any fucking faculty member of the Gamblers is listening, get to your goddamn coach and say, yo, Kenji, bro. <laughs> yo, Kenji, bro. bro. Yo, bro. Uh, you're going to have to sit down here. Um, hey, yo, Kenji, I got, I got this, uh, this all, all expenses paid trip to Cabo for you here. Yeah. Did you take this just for this one weekend? And, uh, you know what? Actually, for the next three, and you're good. Uh, we'll see you back next off season. Exactly. And I want him to return because I want to see him grow and develop. He's shown flashes of brilliance this year, but exactly. he just blunders so much. And maybe when he's Aaron in Cabo, he can develop. Yeah, you never know, bro. Bring his family. You know, chill, have a good night. But, but uh, for sure, final final game of week ten, okay. seven p.m. on Fox, Philadelphia Stars versus the Michigan Panthers. Most important game of both of these team seasons. Win or nothing. All or nothing. Who you got? I got the Philadelphia Stars here. Um, I'm scared. I really am scared about this game. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Um, because the Panthers are another team that have showed... I mean, go back to week one or two yeah. weeks ago. I, they were stellar. They, mm. they showed what they could do, bro. And, you know, if their defense does what they normally do... And their offense actually clicks like they have three times this year. Yeah. Um, I could see them pulling an upset. Okay. I, I honestly really could. Mm-hmm. But I think just based on the Stars' performance last night, um, Case Cookus is going to come out here and actually have a historic performance. I actually believe that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to suck because I love Frank Inda. Yeah. I love Breland Speaks. Frank Bunda? No, <laughs> no, no, no. We can't disrespect Frank Inda, bro. He's about to have 90, over 90 tackles again. Yeah, he's going crazy. He, uh, defensive player of the year, potentially. 
Um, but I think Case Cookies will have a historic USFL season, uh, season-ending performance. Mm. Um, it, maybe over 300 passing yards again. Yeah. Uh, maybe three touchdowns. But I'm going to take the Stars in a 35 to 28 victory over the Michigan Panthers to end off mm. what has been a phenomenal season. Mm. Now I'm going to agree with you there on the fact that it will be high scoring. I'm going to agree with you the fact that Philadelphia Stars take this one home, and. Uh, I just don't know if Case Cook is going to go out there and you know put up the 300 yards that he did last week. It's kind of hard to get that, you know, keep that consistency going, keep that, you know, keep it, you know, just keep it flowing. And uh, right now, Stars are in a really good position, so they very well that they can do that. But uh, I'm not going to be too surprised if he does do that. But my my best case, not my best case scenario, but what I think is going to happen is the Stars go in there, swiftly defeat the game uh, or the uh, the Michigan Panthers. And it's going to be an easy game. I think it's going to be, you know, uh, I'm going to go 28 to 10. I, I don't think that Josh Love and that their offense is really going to be getting going. The most dangerous, most dangerous thing for the Stars to watch out for is Braylon Speaks. He yes. had a monster game against them when they first played. Yeah. And he has he, nine sacks on the year. Like, he's a beast, um, bro. He's a beast. But I will say this. The reason why I'm predicting such a massive game for the offense of the Stars here is because Cyril Grayson will be in week three, technically, of, of this scheme, of this playbook. Mm. Didn't emerge last night like I thought he was going to. I think he played, did he? He did. He was active. Um, but I, I want to see him out there next week. I want to see him get ready for playoff time. Um, but I, I do think, you know, it's going to be a little terrible that the Panthers are going to go 3-7 and seven again. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of just makes sense because I, I don't know. They didn't get worse. They didn't get better or worse. Their defense got better, but their offense stayed the same relatively. They scored more points and were in more games, but you just saw the same inconsistency at quarterback. I wish that they just stuck with Carson Strong instead of pulling him and putting him in. I feel yeah. like that attained to his injury, which put him on IR. Yeah. Um, I want to see him come back next year and just start. I would like to see him just start week one. If he fails, pull him out of the first week. Yeah. You know, let him finish game one. And you have you have uh, EJ Perry, former draft pick. You have Brian Lewerke, mm-hmm. Michigan State guy. Yeah. Keep keep the depth there. I want to see Mike Nolan return because I think he's a good coach. I just they don't have the talent at the quarterback position. You saw Josh Love in week one have a historic performance: ninety percent completion, three yeah. touchdowns. And then he fucking sells bags left and right. They start out 2-0. and They were good. He had a little bit of rougher Week 2 performance, but he still won the game. Didn't yeah. lose it for him. Yeah, yeah. And then the, four picks. Yeah. Uh, four picks this past weekend? I mean, that's something that you just don't make up. I mean, three of them were in the first half. And, the, you know, two of them weren't his fault. I'll give him that. One of them was a batted ball. The other one was a, a fucking whiff by Joe yeah. Walker. Uh, he... he Caught it, bounced in his hands, and then it flopped up. It's surprising for him as well. It is one of the most bad, but probably the best. It was an out of place throw, so maybe it also it was just they didn't look good. Mm. Their offense hasn't looked consistent at all this year. But also, if the ball hits your hands, you got to catch it. That's a universal rule of pro football. Hundred percent. And Joe Walker's been good for them. He's emerged on the top five receiving yards list. I mean, he's he's been good. But they just they start out slow. They only scored on average seven points in the first half. And then, you know, they, they scored good in the second half, but they didn't score, like, enough. Yeah. 19 points, you can beat that. You have yeah. you have the weapons. You have Joe Walker, Trey Quinn, Caden mm-hmm. Davis. Yeah. You have former NFL talent. Like, bro, get a quarterback that can complete a fucking 15-yard out route without throwing it to the fucking safety. 
Like, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm, I'm definitely taking the Stars here, and I think the Stars will meet the Maulers in the playoffs. And we're going to do our predictions and power rankings post-week 10 going into the playoffs, and that'll be our final power rankings episode, and then we'll be doing uh, playoff episodes. And then after the championship game, we're going to be doing our Season 2 analysis and recap slash review. So make sure you guys stay tuned in for the remaining weeks and of the USF. NFL. And then, I mean, we're already starting to push out NFL content, so hopefully you guys are tuning into that as well. But There'll be a lot more during the NFL season. 100%. And um, it's it's going to suck not doing some USFL content, but I'll definitely uh, be doing some off-season stuff and uh, some news uh, updates and stuff like that throughout the fall and the winter and stuff until uh, Season 3 comes back, and uh, it's looking promising for that. So anything else you wanted to add about this week? Any um, shout-outs to any players real quick? Or? Uh, my shout-out, biggest shout-out is uh, shout-out to Case Cookies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Somos Stars. Yes. And uh, Somos Rowdies. Somos Rowdies for sure. Um, I am, you know, a Maulers guy, and I hope they win this upcoming weekend. And stay tuned for our USFL and Chill episode, which that uh, will also be um, ending. That little sub-series will be ending after Week 10 as well. We'll just be doing the semifinal review and a recap, and then the championship recap, as well as the uh, the season two analysis and review. So make sure you guys are tuning in for all of our USFL content, and definitely be following us on Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. And we appreciate all the love and support out there across the globe. I see more countries of uh, listeners and downloads added, and I think that's fucking awesome that we're reaching people in South Africa and South Korea, like. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. And I want fun. more people in the UK, man. We gotta start talking about some Premier League. Yeah, we do. I mean, it, that's just a discussion. Like, we just gotta free up some more time and stuff. And that'll definitely come. So, we'll have some Premier League episodes definitely come out this week for sure, now that you mentioned that. So, definitely stay tuned for that. And, you know, again, uh, let's let's look forward to USFL Week 10. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Trevor and Caden. Peace! Signing off. Peace.